Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm John. I'm Linda. I'm Seth. Charles. I'm Jenna. And uh, I want to start off by wishing everyone a happy Pi Day. Uh, today is March 14th or 3.14. Um, so I got a question for the staff, uh, on the call here, staff, no, we're staff. Yeah. you're yeah, not staff. well, I mean, I would have taken a pie today as payment. No, yeah. I'm really sad yeah. I forgot because well, I totally would have dropped off village and pies for us to be like stuffing our face with as yeah. we're going through everything. That would have been awesome. I didn't remember it was pie day though, till I got up this morning. So I'm dis- I'm disappointed in myself yeah. and I apologize and we will, you'll course correct for the next nerdy holiday. Yeah, but here's a question on pie day. If you were going to have your choice of a slice of pie, what is your favorite pie? So we'll start with uh, John. French silk. French silk. Ooh. I like Good French choice. silk. Ooh la la. But French silk on a regular pie crust or Oreo pie crust? Um, Off call. Actually, I, I would prefer an Oreo. Oh, I'm sorry, a, a regular pie crust. No. Oreo every once in a while, but yeah. I'm adding another check to your name, sir. No. <laughs> so All right. I, 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 I had the wrong answer for my preferences. <laughs> yes. You subtly failed yet again. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I did not know that I could fail this test. <laughs> Everything's a test. Yeah, I have failed. Yes. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> Right, earlier, you're gonna get enough checks and you're gonna find out what happens I, I, it's like, yeah <laughs> Don't, yeah something tells linda. me it involves knives but anyway <laughs> linda what's your favorite or rubber peach. dildos one of the peach peach Ooh. Hmm. how did hmm. i not know that about you are you All reconsidering right. your marriage now, <laughs> <laughs> now well, i'm gonna jump in and agree with linda because that's what i was gonna say is peach pie my favorite Ice cream included? Ice cream, ice cream included. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely a la mode. Vanilla bean? Mm. Ooh, Ooh that's good stuff. Yeah. That is that is the crack cocaine of ice cream right there. Yeah, I know. I have to stay away from that because yeah. it's like all of a sudden there's like eight quarts of it in my freezer if I just taste one little nibble. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we accidentally got um, a uh, container of that Wells Blue Bunny, just regular vanilla ice cream. And we ended up, well, we got it because we did the, you know, the automatic order online, order online thing. And they gave us that instead of vanilla bean. Mm. And uh, so we just threw it out because I just couldn't do it. No, no, (laughs) this is when you call me and I give you alcoholic milkshake recipes and you change your life. What? What? Wasting food is the greatest modern sin of our of the first world. Are you gonna Are you gonna give him a check mark? I don't consider. I don't consider consider vanilla to be food anymore. 
There's going to be dildos in your future, Bill. <laughs> you, you but I, I will call you in the future, Jenna, should we have another accident like that? Yeah, no, right, there's, well. there's ways around this. Right. But alcohol makes everything better. Yeah. All right, Charles, favorite pie? Oh, I like a blackberry pie. Blackberry. Hmm, yeah. That's a good one. Interesting. All right. And uh, we'll go to Jenna. Cherry Marie calendars that ties with their um, French silk on the Oreo crust Marie calendars because mm. Marie calendars makes the best pies. Okay, and mine is uh, cherry pie as well, although it's almost you a like three-way tie with me between <laughs> cherry, apple, and... Uh, key lime. And no, well, key you lime's like okay, key but lime. pumpkin. Ooh, pumpkin. And uh, Mrs. Smith is my pie vendor of choice. Your, uh, your distributor. She's my distributor, <laughs> Mrs. Smith. She's a I wily old that. bat with her secret secret spices and recipes. I mean, we all know what kind of pie that Agram prefers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Made from children. Because <laughs> they're addictive. Right. <laughs> and we know what kind of pies Cope likes. Mm, yeah, the type Don't. of pie Don't. whose name we can't speak on the air. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. None of that. All right. Well, uh, I think we should uh, kick off the show with a discussion of a uh, quick discussion about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which has just started uh, official production in Toronto. And um, Paramount Plus released uh, some images of the cast. Now, other than the three at the bottom, uh, which in the center we have uh, Captain Christopher Pike, um, who was uh, captain of the Enterprise before James Kirk, and then uh, Spock behind him on the left, and uh, number one there behind him on the right. Uh, we've known those characters for a while, and we actually got to meet them uh, for the first time in season two of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, and they were uh, widely uh, lauded as being just perfect. So uh, they were so popular that Paramount decided to come out with a show for them. So um, the uh, characters above them, or the actors above them, sorry, um, they have not told us what characters or roles they will be playing on the show before you go there i just wanted to comment on ethan peck's face it's okay. like i mean because for the the entire time that he was in uh discovery he had a beard and now he looks like a 12 year old that's in the glee squad i, I was gonna <laughs> say i fully expect this box voice to break at some point <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes but you know, here, here's what I thought was was interesting and kind of a nod to um, the original oh. series in the in the respect that um, in that one episode in the original series where they went to the mirror universe, Spock had a beard, and we can now see, you know, Spock with a beard before he, you know, starts on the Enterprise, right? Uh, and uh, we could see where his mirror universe self probably never shaved it off, where his our universe self uh, eventually did. So I thought that was kind of interesting the way they did that. 
That's because evil alternate versions always have a goatee or a beard or a mustache. Well, that's what Star Trek actually. So, set are that you up. saying that I'm the evil alternate Bill? Exactly. This is the good. <laughs> I mean, this would that, be that the, whole, your universe. That whole, good Bill? that whole trope was actually established by Star Trek. Yeah, it's I'm like, hiding. I'm hiding that I'm the evil Jenna because I shave my beard every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was gone so long. I was replaced, and it took me that long to get it all taken off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Can yeah. How, how 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 did so with guys? It's easy because you know you want to make a an evil John, you give him a beard, or an evil Charles, you give him a beard, or an evil. Bill has a beard already. So, what do you they do? They do it through our women? eyebrows. They give us evil eyebrows. Women for women. Uh, okay. For women, the answer is simple. They make them sexy. Yes, that that was the <laughs> other thing I was going to say. They give us evil eyebrows and they make us sexy because sex right. is always evil. Yeah, that yeah. that is the that is kind of the Hollywood slash. And, and there, there he is. There's Ethan Peck. Yeah. on the screen spock with his beard and right looks like he's old enough to get into r-rated movies and- <laughs> Maybe. well and you know um you're right there because uh i, I was just watching uh, uh an old episode of um star trek deep space nine the other day and it happened yeah. to be a mirror universe episode yeah with kira reese who wears uh you know bajoran uniform in, uh, in our universe, in the mirror universe, she's got like this kind of cat suit type thing that she wears. Um, and doesn't she like try and like, isn't she like sleeping with people and then killing them or something? Well, like, yeah, she's, I think she wants to sleep with her mirror universe self. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not awkward at all. No. That's not narcissistic at all. Right. Right. Would that count as? Well, never mind. Let's not go there. But yeah, that's a big. That's a big trope in uh, in all like genre fiction. Is like, how do you indicate that a female character is evil? Right. She becomes sexy. Hmm. I thought she just wore a lot of black. It's the confidence. She's confidence. Or red. Same advantage of her sexiness. When you go evil, you like there. There's. When you go evil in genre fiction, it also comes with a huge confidence boost because you're just like, I'm going to fucking kill everyone. <laughs> right. I didn't mean to. to I, I just wanted to throw that out there, Bill. You can continue describing the cast if you wish. Yeah. All right. Um, so anyway, so the cast, let me if you can pull up that picture again. We'll just uh, name them and I'll just go through them real quick. So um, on the top left uh, is Babs. Ola Sanmokun. Uh, he was in Black Mirror and uh, Dune, apparently. Uh, then we have Christina Chong. Uh, she must have played a, she must have voiced a character in Tom and Jerry since that was an animation. And then she was also in Black Mirror. And then uh, next we have Cecilia Rose Gooding. Uh, she star or was an actress in, uh, or an actor in Jagged Little Pill. And then uh, Jess Bush, who it's kind of funny if you listen to the the little intro, um, each of uh, what they did is they had the characters each read a little piece of the uh, traditional Star Trek intro, you know, uh, to boldly go kind of thing. And uh, you can tell uh, Jess Bush definitely has a, a, an Australian accent. So um, she's an Aussie. Uh, she was in Skinford and Les Norton. And uh, Skinford, 
definitely different from uh, the movie with Scarlett Johansson. Under the <laughs> it's always going to go back to that movie. It is. It is. And then last but not least on the far upper right, we have Melissa Navia, who is in Dietland and Billions. So uh, these will be the series regulars, and uh, hopefully soon we'll find out what roles they'll be playing. It'll be fun to figure out what, uh, what I, I assume they'll all be bridge characters, so it'll be kind of fun to see what they're, what they're doing. Under the Skin is not a movie. It's just a really strange travelogue. <laughs> travelogue. <laughs> but recommended viewing. So how, like if this ends up being one of the, a big uh, a big sci-fi series like these guys are it's like because you can kind of consider what's happened with the other like casts of star trek in that uh like that's kind so of you're wondering are. if these guys are ready to have actually destroyed their careers before they even Not begin? destroyed just uh just become typecast like, are you oblivion? ready to become a fan favorite Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's that. Gotcha. Are you ready to do the march of the conventions? Right. That depends on if you think it's fun or not. I guess. I mean, some yeah. actors really enjoy it. Uh, some, as I understand, loathe it. Shatner. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Colm Meany appear at a convention. Uh, Miles O'Brien. Well, I, and, actually, uh, original Enterprise and DS Nine. Have you seen him? John? There's an article uh, bouncing around uh, fandom about how he does not want to come back, like like how they're they're dragging all these people back from the old Star Treks. Oh, he doesn't want to have anything to do with it, and it's wonder like why. I wonder why. Yeah, yeah. Huh. interesting. Well, um, while we're on the subject of Star Trek, um, John, you posted an interesting article this morning about um, a uh, group that uh, has published a paper now saying that it looks like it will be possible to create a functional warp drive using the physics that we already know about. Um, I think you'd mentioned something about the Albuquerque drive. Uh, Akubie. Yeah. Akubie, the, sorry, I pronounced it. The, the Akubie drive uh, invented in like 1994, I think. Um, uh, Akubie's mathematics requires something called an exotic matter, which is it's it's a it's it's kind of a place mark it's On it's matter that doesn't exist that yeah. we know of i'm it sorry exist in the yeah like jenna said it doesn't exist in the physics we know of right no it doesn't it, and it's it, <clears throat> it's kind of like a dark matter the it's not real yeah um it's a place mark <clears throat> i'm sorry unobtaining you know, actually, yeah, that would work just as well in terms of uh, exotic matter. Unobtainium <laughs> would be exotic matter. But um, the, the new physics that they're working out are difficult, but they, they involve uh, materials that we understand. So it's doable. So no exotic matter, no dark negative no, matter. Uh, no MacGuffin. Let's just put it that way. It, exotic matter is a MacGuffin. It just it's right. not real. It's uh, But... <laughs> This new theory, it's difficult. There's a lot of math and a lot of engineering that has to be worked out, but right. it's like it's something that can be done. So right. I'm kind of I hope <clears throat> I hope they fund it like they should. That yeah. would be awesome. I think it would be fantastic to have a, a drive uh, that could take you nearly the speed of light, um, and have it be called the warp drive. Well, it had to take you faster than light because light's rather slow. True. You know, but, but then like light. what 
we all jump ahead to like it's going to be star trek universe and i watched a great movie with aaron last night called prospect with pedro pascal yeah, yeah. The, the the mongolian sophie sophie thatcher and it's it's really just a clip of what the world and the universe is going to be like when you just have people living on the fringes like trying to get resources to hopefully dig themselves out of poverty hmm. oh yeah like, um, there's going to be all this great future technology but who's going to get to experience it right and i mean and the the types of things that they'll have to expose themselves to environmentally to even get the resources that people will want to pay for that might dig them out of poverty if they survive Cue the Firefly theme. Yeah. Well, I, actually, it's, I, I'd cue the Star Trek theme because that's a very strong Roddenberryan theme about the best science fiction is not about uh, like technology and like laser battles. It's about how people would act in uh, different technological situations, and it's like that's Roddenberry's biggest passion, and it sounds like this is that, and that's cool. yeah. It's it's it was well done. I enjoyed it. Is there colonialism on the frontier too, or are they? Uh, this that. isn't this isn't even reaching to the point of colonialism like this is just it's like gold panning for gold in space I mean, Except that, if, you, ah. if you fuck up how you pan the gold uh you, you either destroy the gold itself or acid basically is released and you lose a limb yeah so the next uh the next Hope gold rush curve. will be the asteroid belt oh yeah right and and you're going to see, yeah, it'll, it'll be a lot like how The Expanse portrays uh, the asteroid belt, I yep. imagine. Belters living in the asteroid belt and mining the asteroids. and There'll be a few really, really, really rich ones, and most of them will be you know, dirt poor. Yeah. Right. I want buying, to share what... Buying for share. oxygen and water. Oh, Linda, you want to share something? What? Oh, I want to share something before we leave the, the whole Star Trek realm. Okay. And that is just how bad I miss conventions because Aww. here's as close as I've ever gotten to Anson Mount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me and, too. And here he is with somebody's service dog and he's, and he's like right down on the floor going, hi, but I'm like, oh my God, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to go to QuadCon on April 17th, which is like a one day mini comic con. Where's it? Say what? Where is it being held? Uh, I think it's being held at. Uh, last year it was held in the Max Center. This year it's being held. Uh, yeah, but I mean, what city? This one. Oh, in Omaha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I was yeah. thinking QuadCon, maybe Quad Cities or something. But no, because I thought about dressing up with it being like a video game focus. It seems like too. Like I'm cosplaying. I I can't go anymore. I'll have my vaccine by then. Yeah, I'm going. I gotta go. I I'm I miss it so much. When is it? Uh, April seventeenth. Um, it goes all over the place, and actually, it's at Oakview Mall. Oh yeah, that's right. It is. It's at Oakview. Yeah, it's wow. close and it's easy. You want to call up a picture for that, Linda? It looks like it starts in, uh, yeah, hang on. It starts in Northwoods Mall, Peoria. It's going to be all over. Oh, well, yeah, it actually, it's a, it's a rolling one. It's like it pops up everywhere, and it'll be in Omaha on April 17th and 18th. Oh, so, yeah. Omaha. Huh. I'll be darned. Free entry. 
family-friendly event. We give free entry after 2.30 p.m. Before that, our entry is just 3 to $5 per person at most events. They, you can find them on Facebook to be alerted to special discounts that may be available. Free Kids vending? under 12 are always free. Our sole purpose is to spread the gospel of geekdom. Aww. Welcome all who may have an interest in comic books, sci-fi, toys, video games, costumes, and other nerdy. I do. I'm going. Yeah. I have to. I have to. I, I I'm jonesing. Right. I know. Same here. Oh, long. I've been working out so hard, so I got my best con body in years. I wanna. I wanna be freaking Lara Croft again, or <laughs> funny. some other huh. like Mortal Kombat character. I just you do it. an awesome Lara Croft. She does. I want to do the grizzled one again, where I've got a cigar and I'm sending it to grizzled. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Um, I'm so happy to see the vaccine rollouts happening and um, the prospect of life slowly returning to normal here in the near future. So that's awesome. Yeah, there's normal as it can be. When and then they say we're going to be set up for the roaring 20s because what made the 20s so wild was that people were pandemic, you know, mm. exhausted from the sure. Spanish influenza and they lost their shit when things did open back up for them. Nebcon's going to be crazy this year. Yeah. Nebcon's already usually crazy. So. Uh, yeah. So when is uh, the, when is Planet Comic Con? Um, maybe August if they don't feel like they have to bump it again. They've already canceled, I thought, um, San Diego Comic Con. Have they? Yeah. August 20 to 22. We should have really high, we should have decently high vaccination rates by then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, Planet Comic Con is on? Uh, so far. If, it, if it stays on, I really want to go. I have a awesome. ticket. <laughs> it's like I, I still have my ticket from 2020 canceled yeah so you should email them about that then i will it says I, August, I tickets on sale soon hmm interesting August i have, 20, I have, I have, I have a, that? a carryover hmm. i guess i, I really well am. shit yeah i'll, I'll be there i will do that i'll be glad to do that well, let's start keeping our eye on uh, upcoming cons and keep people posted on what's happening and what's not. So, yeah, yeah. This is I think a good if, I, if I don't go, then they're just going to take my ticket away, won't they? So, yeah, wow. I mean, you basically paid for it. Um, the other con coming up that people may want to keep in mind is the Renaissance Fair, which I would still qualify as a con at the Bellevue Berry Farm the first two weekends of May. Yeah. I've been so meaning to go to Ren Fair because I have stuff that I want to try out. So you could always do what some people have joked about doing, which is dressed up as a Star Trek person who went back in time and is yeah. trying to blend in with the rest of the Ren Fair people. That I can do. Uh, Josh, I can do that. Have gone uh, as uh, different incarnations of Doctor Who because, of course, he's a time traveler. Yeah. So that works. Well, and then you have yours all set up too, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was you thinking like, John, we Dr. might get... with the Star Trek people like, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, Dr. I was thinking Dr. we might get we might get to see John in a puffy shirt, like he's, <laughs> like he's forcing the puffy red shirt. wizard to wear. <laughs> well, a puffy shirt would work really well. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. it's I like mean, there there is a comics adaptation of Doctor Who meets Star Trek. So, hey, perfect. That would work. 
All right. Well, while we're on the t- subject of sci-fi, uh, NBC has debuted a new series called Debris. And uh, first two episodes are out. Linda and I have watched that. And uh, it's pretty interesting. So the, uh, the story behind it is um, uh, astronomers uh, detected um, the wreckage of an alien spacecraft uh, entering our solar system. And um, some very large alien spacecraft apparently hit by something. We don't know by what yet. Could be an asteroid. Maybe it was a, some sort of a battle. We don't know. But anyway, that debris is um, raining down on the Earth periodically. And um, as it does, strange things happen. And there are two, um, the two lead actors in it. Um, one's uh, uh, plays a British uh, member of like MI5, I think. Um, and then the other one um, is um, an, plays an American and he's with, um, I think, like the CIA or something like that. Um, and so they are sent out to investigate um, stuff kind of in the, uh, in the vein of the X-Files, weird things that are happening. Um, but it's always around these alien artifacts that have come down and some come down, <clears throat> you know, in, in small towns and the whole town's impacted. Sometimes it's out on a farm and just the people that, that are on that farm are impacted. Uh, but it'll always have some sort of a strange thing, whether um, the, the artifact in question brings back uh, people that have been dead for many years and then they start doing strange things or whether it's just some sort of a strange technology event like uh, <clears throat> the uh, pilot of the show, um, there was a, it started off with a meeting in a hotel between some guys that had had some artifacts that they found and some other individuals with a shadowy group, we don't know who they are yet, that, want, that are trying to buy up a lot of this stuff, this uh, alien technology. And um, the government, of course, raids the, the hotel because they've learned about it. And so the guys run off, but in the process of running off, <clears throat> they leave a, <clears throat> excuse me, a piece of that technology. And uh, some maid's coming in to clean the, the room or something, and she knocks that little piece of metal off onto the floor but it just kind of falls and then hovers about a couple inches from the floor and the maid reaches down to pick it up. And as she touches it, suddenly her and her maid cart and that piece of metal fall 15, fall through 15 floors of the building and then materialize in the lobby. And of course she's killed because she just fell 15 stories. So yeah. So it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely different, uh, interesting show. So yeah. yeah. I was I was wondering watching that if, if some, pretending something like that happened, how long do you think it would take for our government to make it illegal? Oh, immediately. You mean once they recognize it, if they recognize it at all? Because well, it just seems like an it. odd thing to make illegal something that's just falling from the sky. Yeah, well, it seems difficult to me. But right. they just make it. They make things that come out of the ground illegal. So yeah, I guess on a whim. <laughs> Anyway, so it's uh, it's off to an interesting start. Uh, so um, I recommend checking it out if you haven't already seen it. <clears throat> and then... Um, For those of you with Paramount Plus. No, no. This is on NBC. 
NBC. NBC. Yep, you can watch it for free with commercials on the NBC streaming service or on NBC. Uh, the NBC TV channel. So okay. we've been watching it on um, their streaming service on Roku, and uh, you know it's free. Of course, you got to watch the commercials, but ooh, yeah, it gives you time to get up and get popcorn or refresh your drink or whatever. Bathroom break. <clears throat> exactly, and then. Um, Another interesting post John put up was uh, about Jupiter's Legacy, which is uh, apparently a new uh, comic story in the vein of The Boys, which is on Amazon, which is kind of a, The Boys is, I don't know how would you describe it, it's sort of what superheroes would be like if there were super, if there really were superheroes, where they'd be kind of corporatized and, um, you know, pretty much do whatever the hell they felt like doing because they Not have the black, power to do it. Lots of gray areas. Yeah. yeah. Like as you can see in that picture, one of the superheroes is actually smoking, which is just not something you'd expect to see. Right. Know? Right. I mean, if it doesn't hurt you and you can and you get a you <laughs> get some life enjoyment out of it. So well, it's, but it's not the it's not the moral message that you that superheroes are supposed don't to exude. Don't you think those superheroes get tired of living the moral message constantly? Of being the like, I, I saved you. you. I've saved you. I don't have to be your god as well. But you see, that's that's the whole thing that Superman yeah. set up for everybody. Yeah. Like, no, nope, that's fair. And this yeah. is this is like an answer to that. This is also this this ties into generational. It's well, like. I, yeah, I would figure they'd be smoking a lot of marijuana to calm down after a hard day. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's like the, the original uh, heroes of the Union, which is what their superhero group is called. Uh, their leader is called the Utopian. And he's right. He's really he's like a, just he'd be the straight edge version of superheroes. He's he, he doesn't he has a moral code and he does not flex on that. And. It shows his children and even the partners that he has in the union starting to buckle under the pressures of everyday life. And it's like, it's, it's, it's real. Yeah. They said um, the, the write-up uh, that you posted, John said that uh, it's uh, supposed to be real and gritty along the lines of like Jessica Jones and those types of shows that we saw uh, on Netflix in the past. So um, they said, um, unlike the boys, it seems to have an optimistic outlook, though. Like there's a positive, <laughs> positive. Oh, yeah. The Utopians also supposed to be wildly stronger than uh, Homelander. Yeah. So I'm looking very forward to cosplaying the Utopian because yeah. it's 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 for older guys. It's like there you go. Uh, finally, a yeah. cosplay for older people. Right. So. Uh, the boys is what I would term as kind of a worst case scenario with superheroes. Or I, I honestly think case. the boys is exactly what would happen if people had superpowers. It's like, no. who's going to tell them no? You? There Hell would no. still be some good people. There would be some bad. You would have a whole like, you'd have a whole like the frame, the whole scale from chaotic good to chaotic evil. Like there, mm. there would be good people. There would be bad people. That like you won't, you wouldn't have just like everyone sucks all the time, except mm. for like Starlight. And also <laughs> mind, Starlight, uh, why do you, you say like she sucks? No, I said except for her. Oh, 
I got you. Like she's well, the, like the one good good thing, right? Yeah, but uh, see, Starlight's actually an example of how people change. It's like she, yeah, she started off as like a goody two shoes, but she's starting to see that, you know, there's a lot of crap there. But it's like also, uh, the boys <laughs> is a satire, and it was made as a satire of uh, superhero comics. Uh, yeah, no, and so is Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, it's it's on the same vein. It sounds more like Jupiter's Legacy isn't so much a satire as, from what you guys are describing. It sounds more like it's a more uh, of a gritty real life. At, more, more, yeah. It's kind of a look at the generational uh, superheroes, like what right. happens. You like you've got your idealistic first gen. And then you've got the kids who grew up with it, and like or what happens to them. The the writers designed it though to be directly uh, satirical of the golden age of comics. Hmm. So, and I see where they're coming from. I mean, a- anything that that uh, goes against the the uh, absolute positive ideals of superheroes is going to be to some degree satirical of uh of the genre yeah so yeah well while we're talking about it's it's gonna be that difference of philosophy where the first generation probably came up in a time of need and desperation when you think about like world war vets that you you fell in line you held you towed the propaganda because that that was a source of comfort and that's what was needed at the time and the storyline is you, there actually you get to a world then where it's no longer required to have the effort that propaganda that um the 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 actions that floated through and through the challenges that were before so the people like the next generation is like i don't have to do that i don't want to do that there's no need they don't feel the same drive mm-hmm so, John, have mm-hmm. you ever read any of uh, the Marvel Comics Ultimates line? No, I have not. Uh, just for people who don't know, uh, the Ultimates was uh, Marvel Comics kind of effort to uh, do almost a rebranding, so they could have the they could have their kind of more traditional Spider-Man and stuff going on with all the comics lore, but uh, the Ultimates was a reboot. Uh, much more, kind of a more gritty uh, reboot of the Avengers and the whole uh, Marvel Universe. You might like that, because you've got uh, like Ca- or Captain America is definitely got PS- PTSD in that when they after they thaw him out and he's also, like, they definitely play up the fact that he comes from the 1940s and he's maybe a little bit racist and kind of an <laughs> asshole when it comes to uh, yeah. when it comes to addressing modern some modern values. I could, but, I could, it, and that would be realistic, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, he he is he's a goody two shoes in all the worst ways, <laughs> often. And I mean, eventually the Ultimates universe kind of w- went off the rails and they ended up uh, doing away with it. But for 
Like that's they had some, uh, the Ultimate so, Spider Man was really good. The Ultimate X Men was really good. Went off the rails. Do you mean that it actually they some, they lost control of their premise or what? No, uh, well, eventually I think they did lose control, but I mean it suffered from the same kind of uh, like straying around that a lot of uh, comics do, and also. In this one, they were not afraid to kill kill people and keep them dead. Yeah. Uh, the Ultimates universe is where uh, Peter Parker died and Miles Morales of it, or, uh, came up to take his place. Mm. And Peter Parker stayed dead. Uh, they killed a lot of major people. Like in, uh, in the Ultimate X-Men, they killed Beast and i think he stayed dead but that was a like a traumatic thing early on in the run uh they had an event called ultimatum that reflected an event in marvel comics where magneto switches the poles the magnetic poles of the earth and it killed fully half the cast uh, ha- fully half the cast of the ultimate universe almost huh and it wasn't a good thing, but it's kind of one of those, like it as they killed people off, it became harder and harder for them to keep telling stories. I think mm. because you like your familiar characters, right? But then it's like create new characters, like for people to love. That's where I'm starting to get a little tired of some of this of these lines. Like, give us new characters to love. Let's not. I mean, nostalgia is great, especially in a pandemic. <laughs> and you just need some comfort food like mashed potatoes or mac and cheese but at some point you need to give us new characters that give it that are appropriate for wherever we're at in life to mark that period and I'm, of what we need emotionally to to that they did make miles morales when they killed off peter parker right so but, they were but, doing some of that but i mean you what also you're have- just saying is that 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 then seem to fizzle out well also you have to you should consider that when you're building a character who you want to uh have a story centered around for one to five years however long a comic lasts i mean if they if you're having to like like that's what keeps people coming back and buying your comics is if they then kill them off and you have to come back, or, and then they try and replace them with someone new. Uh, your readers are always. It, sometimes the familiar is what pe- keeps people coming back. Like you want, you want to read about Captain America instead of Captain America 3.0, who's different from Steve <laughs> Rogers, and you don't like him as much. Right. Maybe. Well, you see the same thing with um, with series like uh, Star Trek. Every time a new Star Trek series comes out, you have the haters because it's not like the Star Trek that they've grown up loving, right? <clears throat> and um, Stupid Klingons and Discovery. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Beth. yeah that yeah. was bad. So, was you bad. know, it's like that. So, although, well, you know, no, look at that, the Mandalorian, that, no, wait, that's the Klingons kind of an and Discovery are an absolute stupidity. It's like that, it, that rises above just fanboy hate. That was just dumb. 
Orf is my favorite Klingon. I don't care what a tool that makes well, it, me. Well, and, and that, for a lot of fans, is the set way Klingon should look. And it's like, I, I, I don't disagree. But yeah. how Discovery did them was like weird, rubbery skin, whatever. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. <laughs> It's like CBS wanted to just like uh, put a, their brand on Klingons. It's like this is this is what Klingons are now because we have said so. And well, you uh, know, and it wasn't really so much CBS as it was J.J. Um, Abrams and Bad Robot because that Les Moonves just kind of washed his hands of Star Trek. He didn't really give a shit about science fiction, and so he let Les Moonves was uh, president of CBS yeah, for a while. CBS. Yeah. Yeah. Until all the sexual scandals came out, and then he got well, got done away oopsie. with, which I think has been much to the salvation of Star Trek because now they've got people in that realize what a valuable property that asset is, and I think they're starting to show the care and and feeding of it that it needs in order to make it grow. I think that encouraged, yeah, uh, the the reorganization of the CBS Paramount uh, Alliance, yeah. and now we're going to start seeing some serious stuff. Right. Well, and I, and I you see that uh, not only that, but in the change of the streaming service so from CBS All Access to Paramount Plus, now it's organized around basically the movie studio, but also bringing in the um, the TV series of Paramount. So. Uh, Fortunately, the disintegration you have... of the of the prime universe or i'm sorry the kelvin universe which yeah. is just gonna go away which is fine yeah i mean it, it, it's right. a, it it'll be a fine little sandbox they can play in when they don't want to be serious but it's like right it can exist as its own thing it, it can and they and they can do things there that they can't do in the prime universe so right it's it's a useful thing to have around i would love a new prime universe star trek movie where do you want to put it I want to put it sometime. Uh, I don't know if it should be set after Picard, or I want it sometime that's not a prequel. Yeah. Want... Well, now everything's going to be a prequel because Discovery won a thousand years in the future. Uh, no, I, I, Discovery can do its own thing. I want something that's set in the TNG DS9 Voyager. We can have some cameos from characters we know, maybe establish a new crew, a new ship. Well, isn't that isn't that really Star Trek Picard? Yeah. I, I would be happy with a continuation of that. Yeah, you could build on that. Uh, as long as they can like Picard's or uh, Patrick Stewart's kind of getting up in years. Yeah. There's Star Trek is, four uh, for you. Well, oh, yeah, and it's like it's Star Trek Four. They keep coming out saying we're going to do it. We're not going to do it. We're going to do it. We're not. They're not going to do it. Probably. It's like it's too much money for too little return. Yeah. Because right. you know you have to pay. I mean, because uh, uh, Chris Pine is not cheap anymore. No. no. He he would have been very cheap the when they started the first movie. No one knew who he was, but now. But good on him. Good on him for being successful and. Well, yeah. Yeah. and uh and the guy who plays mccoy is now extremely famous too right he's been famous for a while how dare you keep urban did not serve as yeah. cupid on hercules <laughs> series and i'm, I'm just the rings I'm, for you I'm to say saying. that his role as a doctor in star trek is what made well, him famous 
I, I, look, I no Keith Urban's amazing. I didn't know that he was Scourge in. Uh, yeah, he's so good in in, in so in, many uh, different things. Thor Ragnarok. Uh, he yes. was, uh, he yes. remade. He made like uh, Judge Dread not campy. He made Judge Dread Dread yes. badass. He was. He is good. Such a good character actor. Yeah, yeah he is. Awesome. But, yeah, I, I, Jenna, I meant no offense toward Keith Urban. It's like I. I, I I bow before his greatness. Like, <laughs> well, there's Sam, someone I would love to see at a con. I don't know if it'll happen. Yeah, and it would be sad to know if he like hates cons and his fans. But I think he, I think I would think he, he yeah. enjoys them. I would hope. Seth, are you looking forward to seeing Strange New Worlds? Uh I mean. Well, I'm excited because it has I'm, that. It's going to be episodic, which means every episode is going to be self-contained. Yeah, might, it, yeah, if they bring it back to like that next generation feel, I might be really into it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be next gen and uh, original series feel. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I want some of that, but I want them to stop doing prequels. I am just so sick of prequels ever since enterprise yeah it's been nothing but we're never gonna look beyond ds9 and voyager and interesting stuff was happening there as we like got to see in picard give give me another first contact movie i think picard and discovery are signs that cbs is heading in the direction you want it to go so i think that we're going to think discovery is well discovery is they went into the future they're mapping out a whole new realm that's not a prequel anymore it's not a prequel the story that they were telling with that no that's fine and but picard is totally uh yeah totally continuing the story that you want so and i want them to keep doing it. and I, I do too and it's you know it's like yeah it, you're right that uh um patrick stewart is not getting younger and it's like uh let him keep doing it as long as he wants but we have deep fakes for that as long as we get his voice he'll be okay but uh <laughs> i mean part of i some people didn't like it but part of what i thought made picard so good was the right the cameos and the other characters who appeared from previous. I Uh, like that. I like the little fan service in there where you bring in those characters because you're always, you know, when you're watching a show like that and you, um, you have all of that seven year history of the original series and, and what, you know, good um, friends and comrades, they all became on the enterprise. And now, even though it's 20 years later, right you have to think that those people would have maintained contact with each other and that they would occasionally intersect with each other's lives if nothing more than just to get together for drinks and 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 to catch up right very happy with uh with seven of nine coming back i think that she was good yeah, yeah i think they 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 could like really build on 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 that character i want to see wharf again like so, and Worf wants to see Worf again. Worf is talking about he keeps pitching his Captain Worf uh, idea, and I think they should take it. That uh, would be so much fun. Yeah. yeah, like I would love to see like Worf like several years later. I loved like seeing like Riker and Troy yeah. at the end of Picard. That was like that was one of the high points of that. Well, there's a lot of high points. But would you I like to see? That. Would you like to see a, a series where Worf's in command of a ship and he's doing he's doing his own little like uh, boldly going? Well, here's the uh-huh. question: 
absolutely. Would you see him as the captain of a Federation ship, or would yes. he be the captain of a Klingon ship? Federation ship. What, what if he was the captain of a joint Federation Klingon vessel? Yeah, yeah. They're moving into a new phase of military. Yeah, what if it's a what if it's a Klingon ship, but there's Federation officers serving? So sort of a complete reversal of what we saw in Next Gen, where it's a Federation ship with a Klingon on. Now you have a he, Klingon he ship. He served his term on yeah. the on the student exchange program, and now he's got to go <laughs> run a ship, and they got to give him some people. Well, they <laughs> right. obviously had more problems with the Borg. What if there was a joint? Uh, Klingon Federation like task force slash uh, ship design where they joined forces mm -hmm. against the Borg and like Worf was the obvious choice to command these hybrid crews. Yeah, right. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, and there'd be a lot of tension there. There'd be a lot of mystery. It'd be yeah. cool. I think Sounds it'd be like a great gonna, concept. Yeah, it sounds like we're going to get to see uh, Jordi LaForge maybe in season two of Picard. That would be good. That'd be cool. It's like LeVar Burton it, is going to come back, at least for a cameo. I know. Whoopi's It'd be hilarious back. if they come in on a scene and he's like reading to like new recruits or something. Like, <laughs> like the reading rainbow. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His first line is uh, he's like lecturing them and he's like, okay, just take a look. It's in the book. <laughs> <laughs> reading rainbow. Technical manual Please. is your friend. Please. <laughs> Yeah, that would be well, awesome. They haven't, what they haven't mentioned. Oh, they ahead. haven't mentioned like a, a future version of Facebook on Star Trek, have they? <laughs> God, I hope not. That, that would be a fun route to take it. Well, because I mean, that way you could follow, you know, somebody starts to say what they're up to, and he goes, Yeah, no, I've been following your posts. Maybe it's maybe it's like Fedbook. Or, or no, no, it's do, do you follow me on Facebook? Facebook, find me on Facebook. Would you would you allow uh Jordy LaForge to use your holodeck? Yeah, yes. why? Because he has well, a habit of, of constructing women in his holodeck, he has a habit of falling in love. But oh, yeah, Riker Every... did the same thing, right? With Minuet. Yeah. Did Riker invent Minuet or did he find Minuet? Well, the Binars invented her to distract yeah. him and Picard from the fact that they were going to steal the ship. Yeah. But she was yeah. quite the uh, quite the mm. simulation. But 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 Jordy actually invented the designer of the Enterprise's warp core and then fell in love with her and it was weird. It's right. multi-episode. And then she really but showed Kork up. Quark has Vulcan love slave one through eight. Who does? Well, Quark is Quark. Quark, like, yeah, yeah. Quark is like you, you you almost expect Quark to have some weird ass shit. Somewhere. I'm just like, saying that this stuff is like in universe. Like it's not weird for some, like yeah, but Quark's is Quark's is right out front. This is this is sexual exploitation. Jordy was being a, a stalker for like four episodes of someone who wasn't even there. Okay. Well, so, don't you like, think everybody would do that? At yeah. some every point, fifteen if had year old, yeah. every fifteen year old would make their ideal like. Yeah. I, I, ideal person in a hollow deck and yeah. like have like two weeks and be like, no, I this is I feel like awful. there's probably parent child locks on hollow decks for that. Yeah, it's like, like, so there should be like a joint. No creating sex I think Seth, Seth just described our, our ascension into the future as more and more advanced porn. That, <laughs> I mean, that, that'll be that's there the be... bar on which we set our hey, technological advancement. The They're making sex robots, John. 
Duh. Yeah, look at how popular that Oculus Rift stuff is. Can you how really not, not know that we're making sex robots? We've had like four shows on sex robots. It's like we talk <laughs> so about sex you, robots all the so time. Why are you surprised that Seth would say the future is being directed by the better and better? Bill, technology Bill is probably are. designing his own right. ovipositor it, right now. <laughs> if there is anything we should be surprised about in Star Trek canon, it's that there isn't like a sign outside of every holodeck that's just like wipe the holodeck down yeah. after you're done. <laughs> Indeed. You mean Indeed. Wasn't there a, that would take a pressure washer, sir. Or or there's just some sort of really sad overworked robot who has to go into the holodeck after every session. <laughs> Wasn't there something like, like that on the, my job? Someone send in the sperm bot. <laughs> yeah, wasn't there something like that now. on the uh, Star Trek Lower Decks cartoon where the the low <laughs> lower ranks had to take oh god going yeah. in and cleaning biofluids off the holodecks? <laughs> I need an adult. I need an adult. Did you guys ever finish that? No. Oh God! The last episode, so much fun. Yeah, I I <laughs> love Lower Decks. I can't wait for more of that. I might have to watch that to uh, to give me my Star Trek fix until the next episodes come out. But I, I, you know, I think in in the future, I'll bet any anybody with uh, sufficient disposable income would have a hollow suite in their house. I met. Well, I imagine they would. But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't seen more of Lower Decks, Bill, because it's like. There's all kinds of references of past Trek stuff that keeps yeah. popping up in, in amazing places. John really Delancey like... comes back as Q for one yeah. episode, and it's, <laughs> it's great. And, it's, and, and, the, and the Lower Decks people are like, I just don't have time for you today, Q. I don't have time for your shit today. <laughs> I'm testing humanity. It's like, no, Q, we've got stuff to do. we got stuff to do. And you yeah. just like get this... It's just like Q is this really bored, omnipotent being who just yeah. around bothering all of Starfleet. <laughs> yeah, they won't listen to me. Right. That's funny. That would well, be awesome. On that note. Well, uh, what did everybody think? Oh, sorry. What did everybody think of the season ender of uh, WandaVision? I have more questions than I had before, but I think that Wanda is now set up to be the, uh, the, the baddie. At least in uh, Doctor Strange 2, if not in further, but it's like she's reading the Darkhold and that's just not good. Well, I mean, you can read a bad book and not go evil. Well, is it, but this is the book that is actually designed to bring back Chithone, the Elder God, and it's like one of the, uh, the biggest question I have is why did uh, why did this not get on the radar of Doctor Strange? Because I think this is definitely something. There's should... articles about that, and there's a hint that it has something to do with the fact that he's distracted by the events of his movie. Yeah, and and also the fact that the time stone's destroyed, and that's how the uh, the elder used to review how things worked. It's like they 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 had a uh, in place a system in place of reviewing acts through the time stone. And now they can't do that because, you know, all the, the stones are destroyed. Hmm. It's definitely not going to be a problem later, right? Uh, uh, I think it will be. I mean, what if Dormammu wants to come back? I mean, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the elder god villain from the first Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, oh. it's like because Strange won't be able to pull that time trick again. Nope. So. 
Huh. Well, uh, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in it. Like, there were some disappointments. Like, obviously, we were all hoping that, or I was hoping that uh, WandaVision would be the boom that reintroduced mutants, but that mm. wasn't going to happen. I wanted them to redo. If they just reintroduced Evan Peters, I would have been happy. Which they may still do at some hmm? point. But, they may. Well, it's like there's an article that I posted also that said that the director said uh, those who were disappointed with Evan Peters' role, sit tight. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, but we did get uh, we've got Monica Rambeau. She, and so she's going to be uh, that's a bit of a tie-in to the next uh, Ms. or Captain Marvel movie. Uh, and maybe Maybe a uh, secret wars kind of situation. Hey, I have a question. This because WandaVision brought up something, uh, pointed out something to me that was very, very important. Um, are there Avengers anymore? Do the Avengers still exist? Because it seems like they're all that the two people who were leading the Avengers are now dead or extremely old. And uh, that's what with the Winter Falcon and. Um... Or sorry, oh. the Winter Soldier and the, the Falcon is going to be about, isn't oh, it? Oh, that's they're going to answer it in that. That's cool. Because I was just wondering, because it seems like they're they're now like a they're defunct. It's like they're because I mean Thor left the planet with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, well, there's no big bad, and we don't know what Captain Marvel's doing. So, uh, yeah. articles are saying that Captain Marvel's too powerful. That it's if if Captain Marvel's around, then it's kind of like Superman. You start leaning on. On yeah, if Captain Marvel's around, then, and I mean, maybe that's why they're taking like Wanda in the direction that she's either she'll either be a villain, the threat that people have to face, or they are going to, or they need to su kind of sideline her a little bit to bring her back for a bigger threat, because I mean, she is really powerful and yeah. like the question for any Avengers movie going forward would be well uh, Wanda just about one man Thanos why not just have her handle it mm -hmm. well the the Eternals are coming that's yeah. going to be a thing so I mean if we're reaching the level that the Eternals come then yeah the, the possibilities oh, for the cool. big bad are going to be crazy so the Eternals comes before Doctor Strange. So they'll be probably a part of that, won't they? Could be. And it looks like Spider-Man 3 is going to be before Doctor Strange anyway. So Spider-Man's going to supposed to get into the multiverse stuff. So maybe... The Strange is supposed to be in Spider-Man 3. Um, taking the new uh, 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 guiding role for Peter. Mm -hmm. So I've heard... Well, I mean, maybe uh, Spider-Man or the Multiverse of Madness will be uh, Doctor Strange uh, repairing the whatever multiversal fabric gets ripped in one of these other movies. Like, that won't be the start of it. That'll be the end of, like, or solidifying of the multiverse. And, you know, maybe that's where... The multiverse of madness is where we'll start to see mutants. Do we? Do, are there, is there a team though? Is there is there a group that can solidify back into the Avengers, or are the Avengers just gone? Uh, no, there's uh, 
the Avengers roster has always been very fluid. Different teams and forming around uh, different people at different times. Yeah, I know, but it just seems like all the people that are here now just aren't aren't the ones. No, you've got you have uh, a still existing War Machine, uh, Hawkeye, and you'll have Hawkeye's daughter eventually. Uh, you've got uh, Ant Man. And the Wasp, you've got, uh, who else? Hulk, the Hulk. Yeah. yeah, you've got Hulk, smart Hulk. He could be, and I mean, if you need a leader, you can still have old Steve as your leader, just not, uh, just as more of an administ- administrative role, which is kind of uh, the comics role of old Steve. Do you think that you will see him in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Maybe we'll get a cameo. I don't know. Yeah, I just want to see more videos from him as Captain America that he did for the high schools. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. So you got blipped out of existence. Yeah, like I like every. I feel like every episode of the first season of uh, the Winter Soldier and the Falcon it should be ended with Steve Rogers' high school movies. Yeah, I, I like those too. So you got detention. So you got <laughs> so you got caught doing the Mary James. Yes. <laughs> yes. So oh, you got caught blowing the white knight. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. I mean, there, there's a lot you can build a new Avengers around. And we're going to get uh through the through these series that are coming out, we're going to be introduced to more characters. Uh, so is Paul Bettany is is Vision back minus the Soul Stone now? Because Mindstone, yeah, maybe the Mindstone. Sorry, because because uh, uh, fake Vision, faux Vision unlocked Vision Vision's like memories, and now he's like I'm Vision, and he flew off, and we never saw him again, and I don't well, know. I think he's processing. Yeah. So. From what I understand, <laughs> in comics lore, this did happen before, and it basically removed his emotions, and he was just kind of a uncaring version of Vision. Hmm. Well, so he's capable of, of doing things, just not based on emotion, right? So uh, and so, but he and Wanda are like done. Looks like it. Who knows? I don't I mean, know. They just need to freaking keep giving Kevin Feige money and let him sort it out for us. And I and I, I agree with that strategy because I'm very happy with how it's gone so far. If only they had a Feige for Star Wars, that would make me happy. I mean, but... end, sorry. Endgame established that a universe without the the stones was at risk. And yep. so the current Marvel universe is without the stones. So maybe the next phase will be getting the stones back somehow. Maybe. And maybe well, why, why is the universe at, why is the universe at risk without the stones? That's that's what Endgame led us to believe. That's what the sounds uh, like it was more at risk with the stones. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. It's like those stones <laughs> seem to be the biggest problem. In the entire like yeah, uh, phase one, two, three, and four, right? Except that in there's like definitely other comics to pull from where 
you need they, they've needed the infinity stones several times like they've made an infinity gauntlet a bunch of times in the in the comic series uh sometimes it's a bad person who's gonna a bad guy who's wielding it sometimes it's reed richards bringing the stones together because that's the only way they can get out of a out of a problem hmm. so and uh there's an interesting have they ever been reinvented what do you mean i don't did, know I was... did they ever make more infinity stones probably i don't know like, it sounds like the Infinity Stones would have had to have had a process where they were created or where they birthed at the origin of the universe. That's what birthed. it makes. No, no. Yeah. I thought they were created by someone, Master. No, because it was a woman who first created the crown or, or the glo Infinity Glove because she thought to harness the stones. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they did come from. Yeah, that's, that's how they explained it, I believe, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like mm -hmm. they came from the Big Bang or something. And we know yeah, at the dawn of the universe, there was nothing, then boom, the Big Bang sends six elemental crystals hurling across the virgin universe. These infinity stones each control an essential aspect of existence space, reality, power, soul, mind, and time. Wong and Doctor Strange. So is this a matter of the stones are gone forever because they're destroyed? Or is this a matter of us just waiting until they figure out the proper MacGuffin? To give them back to us, probably to recrystallize them. I don't know. Like, yes, yeah, there we go to recrystallize them to to uh, to shunt their multiversal uh, transconducting powers through. <laughs> it, it just you know, just rub some Star Trek funk on it. You know, yes, right. <laughs> I mean, like it's. I I could see Vision getting the Mind Stone back at some time, and like becoming the full-on vision again would that give him his emotions back probably that's how it worked in comics so at the end of wandavision did the wanda creation of vision did he vanish or was he still there yeah, he, he was destroyed he with the hex because he was okay. part of the hex and the kids were gone so yeah. kids and, and Vision's gone. So all we have is now white Vision somewhere out there with the memories of Vision trying to sort it all out. What yeah. about Agatha? Because I honestly thought that, all right, Wanda wiped her mind and said she has to be a part of uh, Westview. Westview. But then she destroyed the Hex version of Westview. So is now she just a mind wipe uh, which living in the real town of Westview? Yeah. Or where? Where yeah. is she? It's like Sounds where'd like she go? It. Yeah. Sounds she like made her Agnes. Just right. I know, right. I know where to the, find you. Just playing the part of the nosy neighbor until Wanda comes to question her about some aspect of uh, witchdom. All right. Yeah. So lots, lots to look forward to. I think as long as Kevin Feige stays in charge of everything. I would like to see her in more things. Agnes. I liked Agnes. It's like Agatha. It's like no one's no one's talking about getting rid of Faggy, are they, Jenna? No. But you know how it is. Executives start thinking, ah, what if we do this? What if we try well, that's and why, that's get why more he's money in with charge. that? He's the guy. And it's like you I hope, think you hope it stays that way. I have dealt with enough boards to know that, you know. 
money, people get greedy and it starts becoming about the money instead of the art. And it's always going to be money as big as Marvel is, but at least right now we've got someone who cares about the art and storyline pushing it. Well, I think that, yeah, considering, I think the best evidence that that's going to be the way it is because of how WandaVision started. Those first three episodes were like, what the fuck is this? Right. It's like, totally. I, I'm just like, what is this? It's like, I didn't know what it was. Then episode four, it all came together. It's like, there it was. And it was awesome, that reveal. But they took a risk. Yeah, if I uh, hadn't heard that the subsequent episodes, that, that that was all uh, imagination in the first two episodes, because Linda and I watched the first two episodes and then I'm we like, just cashed out. I'm like, I'm not watching a, uh, you know, a uh, magical version of uh, Dick Van Dyke, which is what it looked like to me. The Dick Van Dyke show only with. Uh, it did. You know, and I think magic. that's exactly what they were going for. <clears throat> well, yeah. they made it. And um, so I didn't I didn't realize that. You know, she was on this journey through various time periods, and that this was all going to end. Nobody did. The world. Nobody, nobody did. Honestly, mm. well, like, I think that's why. You know, I think so many we read that out, right? they lost quite a few, quite a large <clears throat> percentage of viewers by the second episode, and that it wasn't until yeah. people episode started reporting they came that back. You know, yeah. this yeah. has got some. You need some to some bite to it. <clears throat> kind of a thing that they got the the viewership back. So. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting way they went about it, but I'm glad it ended up the way it did. Um, I would, I think, if I'd have known more about that in the beginning, I would have stuck with it more than two episodes. But I'm glad, you know, Seth and everyone said something about it, changing yeah. and stick with it. So we went Come back. back and, be pleasantly surprised. Right, right. It had me from the beginning, though, and and you might be right. Maybe it's because I didn't really live through the whole era that they were covering yeah so the whole strange like it was a lot more strange to me than it was for you maybe right maybe you were maybe you guys thought that it was like too familiar yeah yeah i was like i lived through this and i i didn't really like it the first time and i don't want to go through it (laughs) well no i did it's one thing to watch it you know for a one hour episode it's another thing entirely to live through an entire decade of it Right. That this meme actually. <laughs> yes. I, now this, this was pretty. Like, episode four. Just <laughs> bang. There it was. Oh, that's good. It's like it, 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 it was. And the whole, the whole internet kind of responded just like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. And is, I have they announced that there's going to be a season two? No, there's not okay. going to be a season two. There's and I feel like they're probably going to maybe go into a movie. Like, I was going to say, what could happen? In season it's going two. straight into Doctor Strange two. Which, okay. which I mean, there's plenty of time to actually do another season, but I think they finished the story. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, because it was like uh, WandaVision was all about Wanda processing her grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was the story that they were telling, and we we kind of saw her like move on through that through those stages, and now she's doing something else, trying to figure out what next. What is she that this bomb she's been dropped on her that she's a witch? 
What does that yeah. mean? I mean, it makes sense that she would then, after processing your grief, try and discover who she is now. But she's reading the Dark Hold, which is like the book of of, of the. That's day. all she had, though. That's all Agatha had. So uh, well, that we're but, gonna, it's not like you can go Google what it is to be a witch because you're going to get a lot of BS but, and. I mean, that's that's like that's articles. like leaving a curious child alone, and the only book you give them is like Dianetics. Well, she's <laughs> that's all that would be horrible. It's well, like, how did my kid get to be a Scientologist? It's like, there you go. That's how it works. It's like, there's no one there to guide her. So exactly. And, and we don't know that the dark hold in the MCU is all about bringing the thone back. It's just maybe a magical repository of knowledge. Yeah. But it's like, since they're throwing in the Eternals, since they've thrown in Dormammu, they could easily they start playing with elder gods again. They could. It would be interesting. I'm just saying it's not necessarily pointing that direction yet. Like WandaVision uh, gave us a couple different red herrings that we were like, oh, what's this mean? Oh, what's that mean? And we don't really know until we see it. The fact that she was like where she was in the end, she was in a mountain area. And it's like... Wundagore, probably. Yeah, and it's where, where Chithone is actually supposed to be in repository. So... I, I I I feel that that might be coming, but it's like the fact that she's reading the Darkhold has. There's nothing good about that. Nothing good can come from that. Well, you know what? Maybe her friends should have reached out more and let her like check on a friend. I mean, <laughs> Doctor Strange should have stepped in on this one. This it's so, the, the, the Sorcerer really Supreme's her. job is to do that, isn't it? Unless he's distracted by something in the movie that we don't know about. Yeah, I mean, no one really knew she was magical until right now. It's like, she just had weird stone or infinity stone powers. Right. And some anger issues. Some, yeah. Trauma, some PTSD. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. So is she evil? Because I, I feel what she, what she <laughs> did to those townspeople is unforgivable. But she apologized for that, and I don't think she I don't did it care. If she, uh, she did, I don't, what she, she did was so beyond the pale that uh, there is no apology that's uh, acceptable. She didn't mean to do it originally. Like I just, she, she just never had apologized a for it. Moment where, but she let them go. She let them go. That's nice, isn't that nice? Didn't she she tortured them for. She tortured them for months. But then, it's oh, not months. It was literally five days. It wasn't five days. <laughs> yeah, no, this was, was only a matter of days. Yeah, and she didn't. Every episode know. is like a day in that like, world. She did what she saw, like there at the end. Like she didn't know that she was like hurting anyone, and like you saw her trying to rationalize it with herself until, like, she was confronted that she was causing harm, and then she stopped mm -hmm. at great risk to herself, giving up her children and having to once again give up the her love giving up her fake children and her robot love well they were real children to her like right. they were real she went through the experience of giving birth as far as she knew they were hers in comics lore they are her children yeah i'm all bummed well, out now but that's the complication yeah. that people enjoy you're trying to make it black and white all of a sudden well, again but well, I thought I figure you'd enjoy the gray that 
it's just a complicated. I, well, no, I enjoy the. It, um, you're right because it adds color to the character. It really does, and I'm happy about that. But she seemed fairly unrepentant compared to the actual damage that she caused. She oh, was repentant, though. Like yeah. everything about her nature when she left out, she felt bad and she was sorry. But until Agatha showed her that you all your pain they're experiencing, she thought she was just everyone was cocooned in happiness. Mm -hmm. was agatha totally evil or was agatha being a trickster showing her the universe as it really is i think agatha did being evil because she she's like just give me the power and i will cocoon you and i'll make this permanent Mm -hmm. and then that was a lie i think she just wants (laughs) test results say that that is a lie (laughs) agatha here ended up being evil like i thought she might have been doing some sort of tough love uh, like mentor Plus, kind of thing, but yeah. in the end, it was just after Wanda's powers. Hmm. 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 All right. Well, then we'll have to see what happens next then. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. so what are you guys most looking forward to in the next month? A vaccine? Well, yeah, it's like <laughs> the 27th, I get my second shot, and then right. the 17th of April... Is like I guess that little tiny mini con, yeah. which like will let me like go out and do stuff. And it's like, and if Planet Con's actually on, I better I better call them. Yeah, get on. Get, there. get, and there's a I see a link on there, John, about previous ticket holders and what they have to do to. Yeah. I'm gonna where where's this like? When does Mortal Kombat come out on HBO Max? Yeah, I'm looking forward to Mortal Kombat. It comes out this month. Hell yeah! There you go. At some point, I guess I'll suffer through the Snyder Cut. I don't know why, but for uh, some reason... Seth, Mortal... I kept missing out on all the other videos you did. I will do Snyder Cut with you. If you will let me into your house, since I will be clean. With yeah, vaccinated. I will have had my shots. I'll bring my tags. You can you can mm-hmm. pet our kitties. Yay! Apparently, I'm I'm not not Mortal Kombat seems like the perfect series for Jenna. Just with her love of nine. Quiet. <laughs> you guys, you guys did uh, Batman versus Superman without me. You had plenty of warning. No, I didn't. Yeah, he. Put I had it no warning at all. You guys, you guys, time. literally, like a couple hours before you did it. Oh no! No, it was that yeah, like did. a week before? He no, you said you talked about it, but then Bill all of a sudden it's like, let's do it now, and it's like, all right there you go. But well, you wouldn't <laughs> want to be there anyway. Why not? Because we hated it. <laughs> that's that'd be that that would that would be great you you, like, you said like you said Zack schneider makes great three-hour movies and batman v superman is pretty good proof that he doesn't yes. no, that, like, that's that's pretty good proof that he didn't make that one well but you're, you're you're right batman v superman i feel there's a lot of interference from studio in that one but it's like you're right no batman i would i was expecting you to pay him uh, Batman v Superman because it is it's not good it's not it's just not boring and joyless and I'm not expecting more from the Schneider cut well I, I think you know I, I'm you starting to get the idea that you don't like Zack Snyder movies I'm just I don't joyless. know what it is it's a subtle thing <laughs> I don't like Zack Snyder's vision of the DC universe like Watchmen he was spot on with Watchmen but he doesn't get DC he we we almost got done. 
so so uh, if, no, if you guys want to wrap it up, that's fine. But... Joyless. All right. I just like it. <clears throat> well, we probably should. We're running uh, a little long here. So <laughs> thank you all for watching another episode of the Galactic Driftwood podcast. Again, check out our website. If you're uh, just watching us on YouTube, you can visit us at galacticdriftwood.space and there will be links to um, our former shows, uh, both audio and video versions. And we hope you'll check us out. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. If there's uh, some topics you'd like us to cover in more detail, we'd be certainly happy to do that. Right, guys? Yep. No. <laughs> That's joyless. The contrarian. All right, oh, folks. Wow. Thanks for watching. And we will see you again in two weeks. Take care. Be Bye. safe out there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well. <laughs>